I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, in this episode of Newt's World, we're in a war for the soul of our nation. America's under siege. What you're seeing now didn't happen overnight. The left started its takeover of our colleges and culture over a half century ago. That's why my guest today, Governor Scott Walker, is launching a new campaign called The Long Game, a bold plan to bring the very principles of America's founding back into education and culture. Instead of teaching young people to hate America, The Long Game will instill a new sentiment in the hearts of young Americans not based on freedom and the values that made America great in the first place. My guest today, and a good personal friend for both Calista and me, the former governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, who is now president of Young America's Foundation. Listen, Scott, thank you for joining me. And I'd like to start at the beginning can you tell us a little bit about your life's journey into politics? Yeah, I came of age under Ronald Reagan. So like a lot of other people in my generation, I not only became a conservative because of him, I in many ways became an optimist when it comes to politics and public service because of Ronald Reagan. My parents, my dad was a minister. My mom worked part-time as a secretary and bookkeeper. 
And I grew up in a small town, Delavan, Wisconsin. In fact, one side of me was Paul Ryan, on the other side of me was Ryan's previous. People used to ask, what was in the water? I said, it's Wisconsin. It wasn't water, it was beer. But I really came of age, not only under Reagan, but I loved history, like I know you do, Newt. And I excelled in it, but I always thought I'd go into business. But when my senior year, the American Legion has this wonderful program across the nation called Boys State. I went to Boys State, and then I had the honor of going to Boys Nation. And that really inspired me to realize that with the veterans and the educators who are part of that program, that I felt like I had a call someday to run for office. And I didn't do it right away, but a few years later, I started serving in the state assembly. I listened to those great white cassette tapes that you had, Newt, the GOPAC tapes. And that was a great way to get me thinking about big ideas back in the day when you could put a cassette tape into your car, learned about that, and then later went on to be the county executive. And and then, crazy as it was, took on the challenge of being governor back in 2010. Well, you were a tremendous reform governor, and I remember that campaign very, very well. In terms of the turmoil we have today, could you talk a little bit about the turmoil in your administration, the left trying to go after you? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. In fact, the Occupy movement didn't start on Wall Street. It started on my street, Madison, Wisconsin. You know, they sent in over 100,000 protesters to occupy our state capitol. For a good chunk of the time, they did so illegally, despite the orders from the Capitol Police. They set up in the Capitol. They broke through the doors. They broke in the windows. Eventually, we prevailed, not only in regaining the Capitol, but in passing our reforms And in the long haul, even against the recall, became the first governor in American history to do that. But it wasn't easy. They were trying to intimidate us with that volume of protest. They issued death threats against me, against my family. One of them was so horrid, it actually said they'd cut my wife like a deer if I didn't back off. We had it against my kids, against my administration, even against our state lawmakers. But in the end, we stood together and we got the job done. And we realized the people in and around the Capitol weren't the voices we were working for. It was the millions of men and women and children across the state that were making a difference. And for them, we stood our ground and our reforms are still working for them today. And that's why when I look at what these students are facing on many campuses, it may be different in scale, but it's the same concept. They try to intimidate. They try to marginalize. They try to minimize. They try to make conservatives feel like they're out there in a limb all by themselves. And the work we're doing is so important to let them know that they're not alone, that you can win, but we've got to stand shoulder to shoulder and stand up to the bullies and the radicals on the left. You know, I've worked for years with Young America's Foundation, which does a great job. In fact, we shot a movie about Ronald Reagan at the Reagan Ranch with them. I think it's great that you're there. But from your perspective, what drew you to become president of Young America's Foundation? Well, our love affair, and I say that because it includes Tonette and I, our love affair with the Reagan Ranch and with Young America's Foundation and the work of YF really started about a decade ago. Ron Robinson, who was my predecessor, who just did a fabulous job building a world-class nationwide organization helping reach young people, he invited Tonette and I to the Reagan Ranch in the midst of all the craziness that was happening for me in between the protests and the riots and the eventual recall campaign. We went out to the ranch and just fell in love with it. We saw the work that they were doing. We saw the impact. You might remember in the Reagan Ranch Center itself, there's besides the cool displays where they show the Jeep that President Reagan took Gorbachev around in and the actual table where 40 years ago, come this August, President Reagan signed then the largest tax cut in American history. 
Well, we were there in 2011, and one of the newest displays was one that talked about how the media and many of the left attacked our beloved President Reagan. And so for me to see just how brutal Sam Donaldson, Peter Jennings, Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, politicians of the past, including people like Joe Biden and John Kerry, how brutal they were to Reagan, and yet he was able to get through it all and succeed for this country, was just such a great reminder. And then we started looking at the work that they were doing on college campuses and with high school students as well. And we really knew this was an organization we wanted to support. But it wasn't until after the end of my two terms that Ron Robinson came to me and said, hey, I'm going to retire. My goal is to do it right after the next inauguration, early on in 2021. Would you consider taking this role, passing the baton on to you? And I said, I'd be interested, but only if Ron and the board wanted to do more than just keep it the way it was. It's a fabulous organization. Newt, as you mentioned, you've been a longtime speaker and involved with the organization. It's a great group, does great things with the students it reaches. But I said, if I'm going to take this position, I want the confidence that the board and supporters want to dramatically not change what we do, but rather how many people we reach. And they said enthusiastically, yes, that was part of the appeal for me and for them to me as well. And so that's part of the reason why we're launching this long game is we knew we had to take what we do and reach literally tens of thousands of more students if we were going to make an impact for the long game going forward. When you think about making an impact, how do you see this kind of rolling out and how do you think it will operate? Well, the kicker for us with the long game plan itself is it's not going to happen in one news cycle. It probably doesn't happen in just one presidential cycle. The left has been at this since, well, the height of it really goes back to Saul Alinsky in the 1960s and all the efforts. You warned about it, Bill Bennett, I remember years ago telling me, boy, the left is going to try and take over education, higher ed, communications, and mass media. And that's exactly where we see much of it today. So this is not going to change overnight, although we have to be involved in the battles of the day for sure. But, But our focus is expanding our reach to every campus, finding a way to touch every student, and find a way to start out earlier, not just in college or even high school, but get more students involved in junior high and where need be, not just with elementary school students, but particularly with their parents, give them the tools to counter. So much of the curriculum these days, it's teaching our children to hate America. And on top of all this, overlaid to everything, is be far more aggressive in our efforts to promote free speech. That has become one of the biggest challenges for students today. There has been a liberal bias for decades in higher education, and it's increasingly grown into K-12 through education. But we went from just having bias to being politically correct to now, on most colleges and universities, it's almost impossible to bring in a conservative speaker without a major, major battle, and in many cases, without invoking legal action Constitution guarantees free speech, but it should be most revered on our college campuses, yet that's where it's most under assault today. And so our long game plan, a big piece of that, is being aggressive, winning in the court of public opinion, but we're needed winning in the court of law, as we did just recently at the University of California, Berkeley. If we can win there, we can win anywhere. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you think about it, will you be offering courses? Will you be networking with students or defending their right to speak through legal interventions? How will you actually make this real? Yeah, it's all the above. I think we've got to be engaged in battle at every different level possible. So, for example, I'll send out anybody listening today. We'll send you an absolutely free copy of our 12-point action plan called The Long Game if you go to yaf.org slash long game. And what we talk about, for example, our presence on campus. Right now, we're on over 2,000 campuses across America where we support conservative students. I want to be on all 4,000. I don't want to just be with undergraduates. I want to be with people going to two-year associate degree programs. Those folks are practical. They're smart. We need to engage them and not just say we're only going to undergraduate campuses. Uh, We need to be involved not only with students, but with professors and teachers and other educators who in many cases, not only the conservative ones, but even just ones that want to be objective, feel marginalized just like our students do. We want to create a network to support professors and teachers and other educators. 
We know we need to start sooner. So part of this is going into middle school and junior high. And as I mentioned, uh, giving materials, for example, on our founders, our founding principles, our Judeo-Christian values to elementary school parents to counter the 1619 project and some of the other nonsense that's going on. And then in this digital world that we live in, survey after survey, poll after poll we've done shows that the number one way that young people get their information today isn't the way the media thinks. It isn't in Twitter, but it's on YouTube. And so we've created a YouTube channel. We saw a burst of about a half a million folks we've added during this pandemic. I want to get to a billion views, a billion with a B, views on our YAF TV channel and 5 million subscribers because I know we've got to find new ways to get particularly the younger students along the way. And while we're at it, we'd like to figure out our own way, like others are doing, to create an additional digital platform to add our information. So the bottom line is we're not picking just one approach. We're going to fight this battle to win the war for the heart and soul of our republic on every possible platform. You're really undertaking a nationwide project to reverse what's been at least a half century of the other side being on offense, which having already been through this as governor, this is probably going to lead to some pretty aggressive responses as you go around the country. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I see with our current speakers, and we're going to go to historic levels with speakers, both for those on campus, but then for taping them, putting up, as I just was talking about on our YouTube content. But we know the response. We know the pushback. I mean, one of the schools where we had some of our YAF speakers, not only did the administration fight it, but then when our students with our support said they were still going to go forward with the speech, you had faculty and staff literally get out and surround the entrance to the auditorium and try and create a human chain to block us from students coming in. We are just not going to be deterred in this. That's something, as you know, I know a lot about. We didn't back down with the riots and the protests. We didn't back down with the recall. We're certainly not going to back down here because I believe the vast majority of Americans are with us. The left only succeeds if they succeed in intimidating us and scaring us and making us somehow back away from this challenge. And what we know with a a poll we've just put out, you know, there's good and bad. The bad news in the poll shows that students, as you might expect, increasingly align themselves with so-called progressive issues. The good news is what we found is on those issues, if we follow up and give them the details, for example, overwhelming support for a $15 an hour minimum wage amongst high school and college-age students, if you tell them about the Congressional Budget Office report about how many jobs would be lost, the support for that plan, that concept, drops by about 20 points. So we know if we can get the facts out, if we get the truth out, that our point of view wins, we just got to find new and aggressive ways to do that. And we've got to be committed to following through because they're going to brand us sexist and racist and homophobe and Neanderthal and you name it, but they're going to call us that no matter what. So we might as well at least break through and get the facts out, particularly to young people, and make a difference. What kind of receptions are you getting on college campuses to this kind of aggressive approach? Well, people are excited. They finally want to know that people are willing to stand with them. One of the biggest things we hear from students are, finally, I can see that other people think like I think. I'm not alone out there. And they're excited that people are engaged and focused, that they're not writing off this younger generation, that we're willing to fight. And the data shows, not just from a, only from a philosophical standpoint, but certainly politically. If we don't start making greater inroads, particularly with Generation Z, 
You know, as you know, I come from a state that's historically been one of those battleground states. I think if we don't turn things around with young people, it's not an overstatement to suggest that it might be decades before a conservative carries that state statewide, be it in a race for governor, U.S. Senate, or particularly in the presidential election. This is not only about preserving our next generation. This is really about preserving the future of our republic. So there's huge enthusiasm. And, dude, I want to give you one story that particularly I think we should give everyone listening some hope. My last speech that I gave, not as the new president, but I was helping YF before the pandemic, before I was taking on this new role officially, but I was, like you have been for years, a speaker. So I got asked to go to Stanford University. It was February of last year, a couple days before CPAC, a couple weeks before the nationwide shutdown. So I went there, and three of the students who asked me to come, I set aside, you might do this as well. I said, well, I want to talk to them for a little bit, thank them for putting this together. And I'm always curious as to how they came to being a conservative. Two of the three kind of gave us traditional stories, but one talked about being from a family that's very heavily Democrat. And he said he was in his dad's car once. He listened to the radio. He's flipping around. He came across a guy that sounded pretty interesting. It was Rush Limbaugh. So he listened to Rush. He listened some more. He started reading. He started looking around. He went to college. He got involved with college Republicans and with YF and other things. And that's what brought him to this place. He was a junior at Stanford University. Why I tell you that's so optimistic is for anyone to have come from a Democrat or even just a neutral family and become a conservative is great. But this young man's mother is Susan Rice. So I look at that and I say, if you needed any hope to know why does the left want to cancel conservative views out? Because even John Rice Cameron, a great, bright finance major from Stanford University, was able to figure out the conservative point of view was a better point of view. If given the chance, if we can do that with him, we can do that with anyone. That's a great story. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You now have at the Young America's Foundation website a campus bias tip line. I mean, how does that work? Oh, it's amazing. And we could spend a hundred hours on the crazy wild thing. So if people go to yaf.org slash tips, and we've started this, but we really supercharged it just recently. Well, we've been getting tips in all 50 states all over the country, even from campuses, colleges and universities you'd think would be, you know, private, sometimes even faith-based But we typically get everything from left-wing professors who say, if you said you voted for Trump, if you're pro-life, if you're pro-gun, you can't be in my class, I'm going to flunk you out, to hearing radical things like saying that they're going to train resident advisors in the dorms, but they're going to train them, segregate them between black and white RAs. They're going to have a black or white graduation or based on income and other factors. All these radical ideas out there. But I think the one that took the prize for the most radical came from Iowa State a few months ago. It was right before Black History Month in February. Students there gave us a tip not about their campus, but about their local school district. This was a K-12 through government-run school district. Well, that district in Ames, Iowa, partnered with BLM, the organization, to create a week of action that had nothing to do with black history. And for the kindergarten and preschool kids, they actually gave them coloring pages of transgender characters and said they could pick whether they wanted to be a boy or girl or somewhere in between. This is just how radical they are and how early on they're trying to push the indoctrination of our children This is precisely why we can't wait till college. We've got to start younger and younger, and we've got to engage parents and teachers who I think very quietly feel like this is nonsense, the radical stuff the left is pushing, but all too often, like our students, feel alone. We're going to push back, we're going to expose this, and we're going to get action to undo much of what we're seeing in America today. Well, I noticed that you had an important addition to your foundation when former Vice President Mike Pence joined. You and I both know and admire him a great deal. What convinced Mike to do this? Well, it's a perfect fit. He's a Ronald Reagan presidential scholar. He and Karen took their kids back when they were kids 16 years ago to the Reagan Ranch for the first time, which I get a kick out of because I helped Mike with his debate prep in 16 and again this time. And both of his daughters joined me in that. And they're a young woman. In fact, their youngest daughter just finished law school. And so she's now an attorney herself. But this whole family fell in love with the Reagan Ranch, just like Tonette and I did. Certainly, Mike Pence, as a member of Congress, as a governor, and now as vice president, has been a stalwart, full-spectrum conservative. That was a great fit. Like you and I, a great admirer of our 40th president, Ronald Reagan, And part of our deal here is not only to have him speak on campuses, which he'll be doing this fall, but even as a scholar to engage each month with a monthly column. And then this is fun, like we're doing right now. He's going to be doing a podcast with us starting in a month or two. And the neat thing about that is before Mike Pence was in Congress, 
He was himself a talk radio host for about seven, eight years in Indiana, had a great show. I remember him telling me the tips he got from Rush Limbaugh. That's why his first column was paying homage to the great Rush Limbaugh as well. And it's a perfect fit because between the time Ronald Reagan was governor and president, YAF was involved in sponsoring his radio addresses. So it's just a lot of great synergy there. And Mike Pence is just a common sense conservative icon. He's done that in the past as a governor where I got to know him real well. And I think was a great vice president and has a great future, no matter what he chooses to do, of having an influence on all of us, but particularly young people. Your instinct is right there because he's a great storyteller. He loves America. He loves the concept of the founders and what we've done, the Constitution. And he really cares about people. I mean, he's one of those folks who has a genuine heart that reaches out to almost everybody. So I think with the two of you now sort of giving a rocket-assisted takeoff to the Young America's Foundation, that I fully expect you all are going to have a big, big impact over the next few years at every level of education. Well, that's our goal. Again, this is one of those where I wasn't looking for a spot just to sit for a while. I'm not someone who sits. My wife says, I have two speeds. It's either full throttle or asleep. There's nowhere in between. And I know you're the same way. To me, if we're going to do something, you want to do it 110%. And I just see the demand now is as great as I've ever seen it. You know, we've had liberal battles on campuses. We've had pushback and pressure. But we've never had, like what we've had the last few years, the outright cancel culture, the outright denial of any good debate or discussion. I got to believe, not only did you have this, but I have to believe you as a professor yourself embrace this idea that some of the greatest educators are the people who make us think, who challenge us, who make us think critically. And I still believe that most people who want to go into education today, whether it's a teacher from kindergarten to 12th grade or a college professor, go in for that same noble purpose. But whether it's in the schools, it's the teachers' union, or whether it's in colleges and universities, it's the left-wing intelligentsia that's out there. In either case, they kind of sap out that sense of fairness and duty when it comes to education. we got to push back against that, not only to protect our students, but to protect those educators and the parents who want the best for our kids going forward. And we believe firmly, give us a level playing field. Our ideas make sense. They're compelling, particularly if we go forward telling it not just from the head, but from the heart. If we share stories with emotion, it's part of the reason why one of our conferences just a few months ago in person, the first of the year, was in Miami, Florida, in Florida in part, because thanks to Ron DeSantis, it's open. God bless him for that. But also in Miami, because we were able to share stories from Cuba and Venezuela about the failures of socialism and why people who've come here legally love America as much as anyone else We need to tell some more stories from the heart that match facts to feelings instead of the left, which just avoids all facts and bases it solely on feelings. Chris and I did a movie a few years back called Ronald Reagan, Rendezvous with Destiny. And one of his comments was that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And it seems to me that you've caught exactly the threat. If the left could, in a sense, give all of us a lobotomy, take away all of our understanding of the real America, and then pour into that a fantasy world version of socialism, they would be happy and America would be dead. So what you're doing, and I say this in part because a number of folks who listen to this may want to volunteer to be part of this project. It's going to take both money and a lot of different people if we're going to really be competitive 
across the entire spectrum. And we're going to put at our show page various ways that people can get directly in touch with you and with Young America's Foundation and also link back so that they can read about the long game at yf.org slash long game. And I want to thank you. You know, it would have been easy for you to have gone off into corporate boards or slowed down or whatever, but I'm really, really delighted that you are diving in once more, rolling up your sleeves and prepared to fight for America. So I appreciate your coming, chatting with me today, and I wish you well, and I'll do everything I can to help with the long game and to make sure that together we defeat the forces of the left from K through 12 and on up through graduate school. Well, I appreciate that having me on today, but I more importantly appreciate your mentorship in that regard. You've set the standard for those of us who want to continue to stay engaged in this movement and everything that we love about America long after we've left elected office. So thank you, Newt, for your leadership, and thanks for having me on today. Thank you to my guest, Governor Scott Walker. You can read more about The Long Game at yaf.org slash longgame, and you can also find a link on our show page at newtsworld.com. Neutral is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.